We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Today we're covering I2 by Langston Hughes with a quick reading, and then let's discuss what it could possibly mean to us. I2 sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table. When company comes, nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen, then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I, too, am America. Ooh, that gives you goosebumps, like, every time. Every time. Incredible. It's a good one, and particularly if you're newer to poetry, you may not know that this might be a reference to other ones. If you look up some stuff about this poem, uh, one of the first things that you'll learn is that this might be kind of like a callback or a reference to another poem. Walt Whitman, uh, back in the 1860 of his book Leaves as Grass, has a song or a poem called I Hear America Singing. Okay, yeah, so you know I'm a little limited uh, in my uh, old Walt Whitman, so what was that one about? Refresh my memory, please. It is a poem that's made up of a lot of different people a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different jobs. You can almost argue it's kind of the voice of a nation. I don't want to go too much into that one here, but let's talk about that voicing in the context of Langston Hughes' poem here, if it is a reference to that. Because the opening part says, I am the darker brother, right? What's that mean? I know for me that I grew up, you know, on a farm in Oklahoma and my uncle said it, you know, all my friends said it. Uh, we always called each other brother. That was just like, you know, hey, brother, hey, bro, uh, or dude. Th- those were our, our uh, uh, you know, words for each other. And I guess for me, coming from that background, it felt like this is saying that all Americans are brothers. We're all family. We're all related. We're all in this together uh, moving forward. And so I felt like this was, was obviously a reference of all of us coming together as one peoples. And then the, the coloring there is probably a reference to, um, you know, the different races coming together of, of, of Caucasian and, you know, African. So this narrator, what do we know about this narrator with this poem? What type of person do you think he is? That's where I think this poem is genius is it leaves it very vague. You get a sense that it's an African-American uh, or a black man. You get the sense that he is living during the post-Civil War. You don't know how far. Um, maybe we're in the Jim Crow era, maybe it's in the early 1900s, um, definitely some inequality still in our country, but you don't know what he's been through, he's experienced. So it's a very generalization. I think that's really important because anybody could recognize themselves as this person and say, I have similar experiences to this. And I think that's what draws you through the poem of how we're going to change and get better. So if he has, you've pointed out a couple different eras where he might've been treated as lesser than, 
does he have a high sense of self-worth? Like, does he accept what other people perhaps classify him as? I don't think so. Because I think that is, as you go through and progress through the poem, it's saying that one day what you think of me will not be true because I see myself better. I'm going to become better and we're all going to become better as a result. Well, I mean, it's not even one day. It's, it's tomorrow. Like literally he says tomorrow I'll be at the table, right? It's, it's almost like, like you said, like a promise for hope, a promise for a better future, at least from his perspective. I didn't take it as literally tomorrow. Yeah, I, I took know. it as the <laughs> potential of maybe tomorrow my children um, will have the opportunities that I do not have. No, absolutely. Uh, and then it says when company comes, what do you think this company is? I think company refers to the the different viewpoints. Uh, I think this where it kind of opens up to maybe um, not just different races in America, but different religions, different backgrounds. Uh, remember, a lot of America was prejudiced through different time periods against different peoples, the, the Irish, the Catholics, uh, you know, different parts of the world, color, all kinds of things um, have had become overcome over the years. And I think that the company is referring to all the different walks of life, uh, whatever it may be. I always wonder like if I could like time travel. Have you ever seen, there's like this toy, it's kind of a gimmick, but it's called kinetic sand where it's like sand, but it kind of sticks together. So that way kids could play with it inside. Well, it comes in these different colors. Like you've got, you know, yellow, you've got uh, red. And then I think you've got like blue or something like that. It, it doesn't really matter, but you've got three different amounts of, of three different colors of sand. And what's interesting is like every kid, if you go like, like and a kid has kinetic sand, you open it up, boom, purple, purple sand, nothing but purple sand because every <laughs> single time they can't keep the sand separate. Like it's impossible not to have the sand have to play together. And what happens is those colors start to mix until eventually everything's the same. Everything's purple. There is no more majority, no more minority. And it kind of made me think about like, if I could time travel and like, what would America or the world even be like? in another 2000, another 5,000, another 10,000 years? Like, do we start to see, you know, as we approach a more globalized society, more blending, and do we get away from some of the, the fear of the different or having to potentially try to treat people differently just because there's less of them from a minority standpoint? And when company comes together, when we do have all that, that connection, um, what would that world be like? You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of how I view this narrator is he's viewing... You know, when company comes, nobody will dare, you know, tell him to get in the country. They'll see that I'm beautiful and like they'll have like kind of like this interconnectedness to them. Yeah, I think that's nice. I think that a lot of maybe sci-fi shows and shows, books, stories, whatever, that try to predict the future or try to maybe um, emulate what the future will be like at one point have done that really well of showing the blending of everybody together. And I think what it comes down to is that for me, this poem, Langston Hughes was speaking to the idea of acceptance, that we were not mm -hmm. accepting of one another at one time, for whatever reasons it may be, and that we'll overcome those and we'll be able to sit together down as a family. And it doesn't matter your your color, your race, your creed, your religion, sexual orientation, it doesn't matter. We are America and, you know, uh, we 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 bleed red, white, and blue together. They'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed, right? So calling out that it's okay to be different because there's beauty in difference, right? Like we don't need to Definitely. all be the same. We don't all need to be purple sand, right? There is beauty. <laughs> we we in, don't want to be that. 
not that we shouldn't, we don't want to be. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. what, like what you said, the I to America, like those colors coming together is, is something that's kind of like accepting. And it's almost kind of got like a hopeful tone to, to Langston Hughes, uh, poetry here. There's, there's this idea of change and, and this narrator has resources that I think that he, he really does believe that he's going to make that happen. And yeah. So I asked you, do you think that he would be I don't know, proud of us of how far we've come? Do you think that he'd be like, all right, you guys are about on track of what, you know, maybe he had his thought in his mind when he sat down and write this, you know, brilliant poem. I think you take it one step at a time. And <laughs> I think, I think it's a little bit cliche, but it's also that line of you take what you have today and you make it better, right? There's, there's no sense worrying over anything more than that other than the present. Cause the present's the only time that you have power. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think they, I think they would be proud of us uh, that we've we've come a long way, and not that it's perfect or good or anything to maybe what he what his expectations would be, but uh, we're moving forward, and that's that's the positive movement, right? That's the positive step. That's the thing we want. <laughs> I think it's a great poem. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comments down below on this poem. We're gonna leave a link to a Langston Hughes playlist down below if you want to hear some more about this wonderful writer's repertoire. Uh, my name's Muna. Thank you for spending time with us today. Peace. Peace.